Hi, it's Vana. Welcome to Midlife Confidence. I found that bringing our glow back in our middle years comes from learning to manage our own mind. It's time to love your life and love yourself. Join me on a journey as we discover our midlife confidence. excited to get started today because we're beginning a season of the podcast on discovering your purpose and meaning in midlife. And we're going to talk about things like all the steps to help you pinpoint the most rewarding purposes for you to focus on. I know this is such a big deal in midlife as we've moved on from some things, our lives are changing, and we're trying to figure out what we want to do with the rest of our life. So for the next three months, we're going to talk about different aspects of our purpose and our meaning. We're going to talk about steps to discover what you want to focus on. And we'll cover things like even redefining your role in parenting. What is your purpose with parenting now? Education over 40. Choosing a passion project. The role of creativity and recreation in your purpose spiritual leadership, and just basically all around showing up in the world to share your wisdom and your experience. So let's get started. And I'll just give you a heads up now that at the end of this three-month series, I'm going to take a month off to get ready for the next series. So let's get started. Today is going to be all about what you're really seeking when you feel driven to discover your purpose. Why do we want that so much? What does it bring into our lives? After all, do we need a sense of purpose? Or at this point, couldn't we just feel justified if we want to sit back and enjoy life? So we're going to talk about why it's good for us to have a purpose. And we'll talk about seven human needs and how they can help us create purposeful, meaningful activity in our lives. And why it's so transformative to have a meaningful purpose that involves helping anyone else in some way. Did you know that studies show that well-being in our age and stage and even beyond is linked with purpose that's focused beyond ourselves? People who have a deep purpose not only report more well-being, but they say they have more joy and happiness in their lives. If you have dreams and aspirations that are deeply important to you, that even improve life for those around you, that gives you motivation to get up in the morning. It helps you feel needed and connected. And those are really important things even as we get older to help us feel healthy and happy. You will have a reason to keep learning and to keep experiencing new things, new places, new relationships. All of these keep our energy high and they sharpen our mind, our body, and our spirit even as we move on in life. And defining a clear purpose gives direction to the decisions and goals you make as you decide things that will help you move forward in your purpose. And I like to remember that a purpose is different from a goal. I like the way Michael Stigger sees this, and he wrote, The best purposes are not strictly attainable. They aren't dull items on a checklist to be ticked off and forgotten. They are dreams so important that simply working towards them is important and fulfilling. With purposes like these, it doesn't matter how many years any of us have left. All of them can be infused with our pursuit of purpose. 
So we're not just talking about a goal like, I want to lose weight, I want to remodel my house, I want to go to Hawaii. Those things can be checked off and be done. But a purpose is more of a value-driven hope to create change, either in the world or even for one other person. You know, we've all seen people who retired from work, but they didn't have a meaningful purpose. And then they declined and just lost enthusiasm for living. But every single person has insight, experience, and wisdom to share and pass on to others. Lately, I've seen this quote going around on social media, and it's, one day you'll tell your story of how you've overcome what you're going through, and it will become part of someone else's survival guide. Yes, you know some things that can help someone else survive. So whatever stage you're at, you might find that now you have more time for purposeful activities than you used to. Or you might just be moving in that direction as your kids start leaving the nest or your job situation changes and things like that. Well, one of the most important things to realize is that finding your dream or your mission or your life calling or your purpose, whatever you want to call it, you might be really enthusiastic about the cause at first, but over time, you won't feel fulfilled just because you're involved in it. I want us to begin with the end in mind. I want to help you set up a framework for living a purposeful life that's sustainable so that you truly do feel fulfilled and you want to keep going and growing in that area. And that could be at a high global level if you want, like writing a book or raising money for refugees. And it can be at a micro level, like being deeply involved in your grandchildren's lives or giving emotional support to a struggling young family in your neighborhood. So let's talk about what you really want, what you're seeking when you have this desire for a purpose and a more meaningful life. It's important to think about what you really want. What are you seeking? What are you looking for when you're looking for a purpose? What you want is to feel something because everything we do or don't do is because we want to feel something or avoid feeling something. So think about what you want to feel if you found this purpose that would be so motivating and exciting to you. Let's start with that. Do you want to feel fulfilled, enthusiastic, needed? Do you want to feel confident? How about compassionate or powerful? Do you want to feel successful or proud? Or maybe you want to feel accepted. Write down three emotions that you really want to feel, and you can use these as a guide and a check-in as you go forward discovering your purpose. Again, we want to begin with the end in mind. What do we want to get out of this? And here's an additional way to get clear on what you want to feel. We have seven psychological human needs, or you might think of them as emotional human needs. Tony Robbins came up with these. Actually, he came up with six and then I added one more. I added agency to his list. So as we talk about these needs, I invite you to be really focused and intentional about which of these speak to you. We all have some of these that are our top needs, two or three of them. These needs I'm going to put in the podcast description so you can just copy and paste them somewhere for reference later if you want to and if you don't want to write them down right now. 
I invite you to take some time in the next week to think about each of these needs in the context of what you really want out of the purpose that you want to discover for your life. The right purpose will be a self-reinforcing loop of you giving something of yourself away, but also receiving something for yourself in return. So I'll tell you quickly what the seven needs are, and then we'll talk a little bit more about them. And the needs are certainty, variety, love and connection, significance, agency, contribution, and growth. And as I mentioned before, most of us will kind of gravitate toward two or three of these that are the most important to us at this time in our lives. These needs are just another way to say that we want to feel something. For example, that need of certainty, we want to feel certain and secure. We want reassurance that we can avoid pain and gain pleasure. How about the need for variety? We want to feel interested and engaged. Our brain is designed to seek out new things. In fact, our reward center will light up when we get to learn or experience something new. The need of significance, well, we want to feel significant. We want to feel like we're important to others. We want to feel like we're unique and we're needed and we're relevant. Those needs continue even as we get older and they can be harder to meet sometimes when we don't have the job or the involvement with our children or the community like we used to. Obviously, with the need of connection and love, we want to feel connected and loved. We want to feel like we belong, like we're close to people, and to love and be loved is a deep human desire. So what do you think we want to feel with this need of growth? We have a desire to feel like we're expanding and progressing, that we're continuing to grow in our understanding, that we're increasing who we are and what we're capable of. With the need of agency, we want to feel free and unrestrained. We want to feel like we're self-directing and powerful as opposed to powerless. And the last one is our need for contribution, which just reminds us that we want to feel valuable. We want to feel helpful and constructive, like we're changing the world or changing one person. We might want to feel like we're innovative or revolutionary even but mostly that we have the opportunity to share our wisdom. So which of those needs kind of called out to you? Could you identify your top two or three? Again, I suggest that you use these as a journal exercise. Maybe you even want to start a new journal just for this journey as we talk about finding our purpose for the next three months. What are you looking for? As you commit to a purpose, make sure that you design it in a way that you're meeting your needs along the way so that you'll also be able to meet other people's needs and keep going. I can see looking back now how I wasn't aware of what I needed many times in the roles I had and why I eventually left some of those roles because I wasn't making sure that I was meeting my needs. I wasn't setting it up for me. I wasn't being clear about what I needed. And so I moved on thinking that I just needed to find the right spot to feel better. I think it's interesting that I've resigned from seven jobs in the past 15 years, and many of them were very purpose-driven opportunities, which I was very committed to the mission, and I was contributing value to the organization, and I felt appreciated. And yet I felt unsettled or unsatisfied, and I moved on. 
Having these seven human needs spelled out, now it's so clear to me what was happening. And all that I've learned through my study and my practice of life coaching, through getting coached myself and practicing my self-coaching, now I have skills and insight that would really have helped me engage better in those roles that I had. Now, I don't look back and regret my path because it's led me to where I am now and I love what I'm doing now, but I can see how powerful that using these seven needs as kind of a barometer of how much you're enjoying and getting what you need out of what you're doing can be really valuable. Remember that just choosing something to do that sounds exciting now may not last if you don't pay attention to what you really want and if you're getting it. And taking charge and setting up both your mind and your activities so that you're meeting those needs, especially your top needs, the ones that are most important to you, and those three emotions that you identified. So as an example of how this can work, I decided to apply this to something that I'm involved in. And I'm just going to be honest with myself about how this is working out for me now and what I could do to improve this situation. I literally just went through this process while I was planning this podcast, and for sure it brought up some things that I hadn't been clear on yet. It raised some questions that I need to do some more exploring on, so I'm not going to have all the answers yet. I just wanted to show you how this practice can help you understand why you're feeling the way you do as you get engaged in something that's important to you. Because this process showed me where I need to make some changes if I want to continue and enjoy this more. So if you've been listening to me for a while, you know that one cause I care deeply about is ending sexual exploitation in all its forms, and especially pornography, as porn is fueling all kinds of suffering. And I've been involved with quite a few organizations over the last 10 years. And currently, I'm the director of a nonprofit that I founded It's called Reach 10, and it serves young adults, mostly through our Breaking the Silence podcast. Well, there's another thing that I do to stay involved in this cause. I'm the chair for a group called the Safeguard Alliance, and it's an international group of people and organizations working to help children be safer, or we prefer to say, rather than protect children from pornography, we like to say to help them be resilient to pornography and sexual exploitation. And our group has a monthly Zoom call where we share ideas and we support each other's work. It's been such a great networking opportunity. It helps the members partner together at times and just encourage each other on a tough issue. I've been leading this group for going on eight years now, and honestly, I do love it. And at the same time, (laughs) I've been wanting to pass on this lead position to someone else for a while. I still want to be a member of the group, but I've been thinking it's someone else's turn. I plan all the meetings, I invite someone to lead a discussion, and I send out all the invitations. And it really doesn't take that much time, but lately I've often felt kind of discouraged. It's a distraction, and I have a lot of other things going on. But then every time we actually have a meeting, I'm so glad it's happening, and there's just so much value that wouldn't be there if we quit. So to dive in and understand why I was feeling that way, I went through this process. I went through every need and I asked three questions. Number one, is leading this group meeting this need for me? Number two, if not, why not? And number three, if not, what do I need to do to meet my needs better? 
I won't go through all seven with you. I'll just do three or so so that you can see how this can work. Now, I know that one of my top needs is contribution, so I decided to start there. Is leading this group meeting this need for me? Well, I realized that my sense of contribution totally shifts depending on what I'm thinking. If I'm all wrapped up in thinking that all I'm doing is setting up a Zoom call and emailing everyone, and I have to make the effort to ask someone to lead the discussion, I find my mind just gets annoyed because I have to stop what I'm doing and take 30 minutes to plan a meeting. And I also found that sometimes I think I'm not the right fit for this anymore. I'm not raising kids and teens in my house and there are others who are in the trenches now and they would be more up to date and understand kids and teens better than I do now. And the other thing is I'm not working on this issue full time anymore. So this is a passion project on the side for me. And when I'm all wrapped up in that, I forget that this is making a difference Because really, I do believe that simply bringing these people together so they can inspire each other, they can support each other in a really challenging cause, it has and is still leading to better outcomes for kids. So I can meet this need for contribution better just by being aware when I'm off track in my thoughts and remind myself of my why. The most powerful motivation for me right now is this thought. It's realizing that these people, these members of the Safeguard Alliance, are the ones who are making the world safer and healthier for my grandchildren. If I'm not doing the work directly anymore, I can support those who are. And it will help my own grandkids, their friends, and so many other children and families. And when I think that, then I feel confident. I feel like I am making a contribution and I know what my contribution is. I'm making a difference in my own way and it really doesn't even take that much time. So looking at the need for love and connection, that one is being met pretty good. I really do adore all the people in this group. And I would say over the years, like the closest friends that I've made in my adult life have been other people in this cause. But I do really miss in-person meetings at conferences and all of these conferences that we used to meet in person a couple of times throughout the year because we live all over the country and even outside of the country. Of course, those have been canceled for the last year. So I do feel a little more disconnected than I used to. And so I was realizing I can level up this feeling of love and connection by using our Facebook group more. We've had a Facebook group for quite a while, but we don't use it to its advantage for sure. And that could help bring all of us together in between meetings. And really, while we're just even talking about these amazing people who are working so hard on tough issues and they have few resources, I'm just so grateful to know them. You should go check these organizations out. They're doing great work. I'll share the ones who have resources or information for parents. I'll link to them in the show notes because if you have grandkids, then please help these resources get into the homes of your grown-up kids so that your grandkids can benefit from that. Some of the organizations that we have involved are Protect Young Minds, Better Screen Time, National Center on Sexual Exploitation, White Ribbon Week, Parents Who Fight, Be Broken, We Stand Guard, Parents Aware, Fight the New Drug, 
Wired Human, Hopeful Mom, and of course my nonprofit Reach 10. And then we have other community advocates in our organization or people who work for organizations that have a broader focus. So just something to keep in the back of your mind. If you want to find purpose by volunteering for a good cause, all of these organizations could use help. So the need for significance. The members are awesome people and they do tell me every once in a while, thank you for making this happen. They really appreciate it. And it helps me to remember that I do believe that if I quit without passing this on to someone else, an important resource would be lost. Remember, we get to decide that we're significant even if no one else notices. Now, do you think it sounds self-centered to focus on my needs or your needs when our higher purpose is to serve other people? Isn't the point to be self-sacrificing for others? I just want to encourage you that taking care of yourself and your own needs ensures that you will continue to be there, making the difference that you want to see in the world. Otherwise, you'll burn out. So the best thing that you can do for the purpose that you want to serve, the people that you want to serve, is to make sure that you're being aware of your needs. This is something to keep in mind as you go forward, kind of exploring what you want your purpose to be in the next part of your life. So again, we've talked about what you really want when you feel like you want to find a higher purpose in your life. So it's okay to think about the emotions that you want to feel and the needs that you want to be met through this. So next time we're going to talk more about discovering your purpose, what you want to stop, what you want to start, and what you want to continue. It's going to be a great conversation. I'll see you next week. Be peaceful, be powerful, and love your radiant heart. If you feel like there's something more for you, you're right. As a life coach, I teach people in midlife to see what's been getting in their way and how to clear it up and get on with what they want next. This is the perfect time to update your mind. You'll know how to feel better now so you can get those important things going. I'm always happy to chat about your life and what you want. All you need to do is get in touch with me. You can email me at vana at midlifeconfidencecoach.com. Contact me on my website, midlifeconfidencecoach.com. Or message me on social media. I'm at Vana Davis on Instagram. You can learn more about working with me on my website or Instagram. All that's in the show notes. Take care until next time.